<laughs> Hello, kitties. It's your old pal, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And tonight, I'd like to introduce all of you creeps to the Crypt Keeper's podcast, hosted by Spooky Bruce and Hora Ryan. But be careful what you ask for. You may get it. <laughs> what was I going to talk about? What's that? My birthday. <laughs> Guinness Book World Record. Yeah. Um, Charlie Cox. We got a lot to, yeah, talk, got a about. Lot to talk about. I almost got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just do a two-parter? We might. This might end up being a two-parter. <laughs> one of us talking and then the other one. <laughs> The first part is just the intro. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, I get, I've been I've been scolded by old people over the past couple days. Why? You know, I'm almost your age, right? What do you mean? <laughs> okay, so like, I went to the movies yesterday by myself like a winner. <laughs> and uh, um, I saw The Holdovers, uh, Paul Giamatti. Yeah. It's set in the 70s, the, the, the boys' school in the 70s, right? Over oh, yeah. winter break. How was it? Uh, it's great. Cool. Wonderful film. Um but I snuck a drink in, right? And sneaky as the Dickens. And when I unscrewed it, it went like that. <laughs> and this woman who was two seats down from me looked over and glared at me. And she would do it every time I'd open it. <laughs> but then this motherfucker was on her phone during the movie texting. That's worse. And then she was crumpling candy very loud. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Then she was doing like against you or that's just how she was and that's just how she is yeah oh, the fucking worst yeah. Yeah. i honestly i bring a can of diet mountain dew uh-huh. every time i go to the movie theater yeah. no i stuck a 20 ounce bottle in my pocket <laughs> just walked in <laughs> with this giant bulge in my pants. <laughs> like that's right america god damn right <laughs> i dare you to stop me which i didn't need to do because they're all teenagers they don't give a fuck right i should just carried it in yeah. Right. Uh, back in the day, me, me and Chris Cochran and our friend Jennifer Wills, we would go to Steak and Shake before a movie and take a whole fucking meal in, just walk in with the bags. <laughs> what? <of food>. Yeah. <laughs> what? I've never done that. <laughs> wow. The grapefruits. <laughs> yeah. Just walked in with the bags. And because we knew they were teenagers, they wouldn't care, you know, the, the people working. Right. No one ever stopped us. Uh, the only thing, let's see, I bring in a soda every time. And sometimes I have been known to stay in the theater and just watch another movie. Yeah, I've done that. Like me and Chris Cochran used the theater jump all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did have a stainless this girl one time and uh, we ate a Qdoba before a movie. And she's like, hold up. I'm going to get some more. I was like, we got to go to this fucking movie. And she's like, no, it's okay. So she gets to this to-go order and just carries in a whole fucking burrito. Nice. <laughs> eats it during the Wolfman. <laughs> okay. Okay. There you go. <laughs> As people do. As people do, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. It's been way too long. It has been a long time. <laughs> now we now, now we've seen each other in the intervening weeks. Yeah. We went we saw I saw you at Krampus. Yeah. 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 That was a yeah. it, that was fun. Yeah. For everyone but me. <laughs> yeah, I think you had stomach a stomach bug beforehand. So uh, my band Taken Lives, mm-hmm. we um we played a Louisville Krampus celebration. It was a great time, except the day of, I got food poisoning. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm literally at both ends. It's simultaneously <laughs> just, ugh. 
And I thought I've had food poisoning in the past because yeah. I had like an upset tummy. Yeah, but you became a human fire hydrant. No, yeah. <laughs> now I can confirm this is the first time I've legitimately had food poisoning. And now people are like, I remember in the past, mm-hmm. I, people would be like, oh, I had food poisoning over the weekend. I'm like, oh, that sucks. Hmm, you yeah. got a bad tummy. Now I'm like, I'm so fucking sorry. <laughs> are you okay? And to be honest, my appetite isn't back. Oh man, it's been way over a month, I think, or close no, to. it's been it's been just like three weeks. It'll be three so, weekends this weekend. This oh, okay, weekend, so yeah. three four weeks. Yeah, and it's just not back. Wow. Yeah. You sure it wasn't just a, like a stomach virus? I don't know. There's something going around because I've heard a lot of people complaining about like getting sick, like you did. Right. Yeah. So. Right. And I've heard a couple other people say like, "Oh, it only happens for a couple of days." I'm like, exactly. Yeah. You know, usually if you have food poisoning, you throw up one time or have diarrhea one time, you're right. fine. Right. And then you go about your day, but. It was rough, but I got through the set. Yeah, the the show. Everybody said it went really went well. Yeah. Um. Uh. Right before you you went on, my buddy Mike showed up just oh. randomly. Right. And I didn't know he was going to be there. He didn't know I was going to be there. He's like, I just need to get, get out of the house. Nice. So he came up here, or he came up there, and he liked you. Sweet. He enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah shout out. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Um. Yeah, it was a really good show. Everyone seemed to have a good time. But yeah. as soon as we got done, I was like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I had that was my original plan. I was going to go see your band. And then leave. Right. But uh, Grace ended up selling or uh, helping with a merch booth there. Right. So I had to stay for most of it. (laughs) (laughs) I heard it went well. It did. Yeah. Yeah, It was a great great celebration. Hopefully I can play next year and not have the stomach issues and actually enjoy it more. Now, we were supposed to record that. No, no. And the next day you went to Columbus for a convention. Which so, one? yeah, the craziest fucking thing. Yeah. So, um, my birthday was on November 26th mm-hmm. and, uh, Natalie gave my gift was to go to Columbus to, uh, I forgot what it was, GalaxyCon? Yes. Yeah. Uh, GalaxyCon to meet Vincent D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's one, awesome. One of the coolest things anyone's yeah. ever uh, gifted me. It was awesome. And they were nice. Yeah. Grace somehow knows the person who runs that or owns the convention. Mm-hmm. So they used to have it here. They used to have uh, it yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. And so one year she worked it, volunteered at it. And I can't remember whose table was she at. Um, she told me in the past it was um, and the you were uh, like, editor in chief of Marvel yes, in the 80s. Yes, you were losing your mind. Because yeah. she was like, I don't know who this is. And you're um, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I literally just named yeah. his title. I can't it, remember his God, name. Oh, shit. Oh, well. Oh, well, we'll I have a on. stack of comics yeah. behind me. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Chris Cochran, tell me which one yeah. it is when you hear this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were supposed to record that week. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know if I'll include this, but I got pulled over. <laughs> uh, I was getting ready to come over, but I had to run an errand first. I right. was two blocks from my house and I rolled through a stop sign. So I got caught. All right. Yeah. And the police officer comes up and he's like, I'm chief Bubba with the police department, the tiny neighborhood I live in that has less than a thousand people. Oh, okay. And I was like, there's more than one of you. And I was like, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> and he was like, yep, there's more than one of us. <laughs> and he was like, you know, I've seen you around the neighborhood. And I've seen, like, I've seen you around the neighborhood too, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, well, the reason I pulled you over is because you rolled through that stop sign. We've had complaints. So I guess I caught the guys doing it. I was like, yeah, yeah, you caught me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, it was just kind of like, because I, you know, we recognize each other from around the neighborhood. So it was like, no big deal. 
And he goes, well, I, just gotta, I gotta run your stuff and write the citation. I'll be back. I was like, oh, cool, cool. So he comes back and he's like, well, Mr. Pretty, sorry, I gotta arrest you. And I was like, what? <laughs> well, actually, when I said it first, I was like, ha, 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 ha. And I was like, wait, your face isn't moving. <laughs> Why? That's a really bad time to be a comedian. <laughs> and so um, uh, what happened was I got a ticket uh, four or five years ago. Yeah. And I went in and they reduced it down to, I had a broken mirror. So they reduced it down to a broken mirror. Okay. Yeah. Which you're not supposed to have apparently, but I had gotten fixed. So they're like, all right, you're, you're, you know, you fix it. Fine. Whatever. Uh, Move oh, on with our lives. All right. And, harmless. but then they had me down as failure to appear. Even though it was resolved, even though it was resolved. So clinical air, like clerical air. I don't know. Don't know. And so he's like, well, let me see what I can do for you. Blah, blah, blah. So in the meantime, I call grace. I was like, yeah, come up, walk up here and get the car. And so she decides to be a comedian too. And she gets up there and she's like, are you all just, is this just your elaborate ploy to get me to exercise? (laughs) (laughs) And so he was like, okay, he's like, I'm going to pretend like this didn't happen. Okay. He's like, go to the courthouse right now. Have it redocketed and, uh, or just pay whatever the fine was. Now, if you, so sorry to interrupt, but yeah, when he, told you yeah like hey this is i gotta arrest you for yeah. this yeah did you remember no no i was like i was like no no i remember i went to that they were just down to a broken mirror oh uh, okay and then they were like they was like okay well you fix it so we'll move on yeah yeah um <sighs> that's weird so um i was just like i was like he's like well you know just go about you know just go fix it but you know he's like um he's doing you a favor do me a favor but he's like but if i'm gonna wake when i wake up in the morning since i know where you live we live in the same neighborhood if it's not resolved or redocketed <laughs> i'm gonna come over and arrest you tomorrow morning <laughs> <laughs> and i was like all right well i'll go take care of it so grace like drove me down there and i was like well i'm gonna get this redocketed and we'll figure it out like you know you know what will happen with this she's like just pay the fine get this over with what was the fine for having a broken mirror? No, like what? How much? A hundred dollars. But I mean, they, they, they but yeah. they look it up yeah. and they fix still it? had, they saw the ticket. Like I had never appeared in court. And so like, yeah, I could come to court and, you know, resolve it or just pay the fine. Right. And so they just had me down as not showing up. Yeah. But I'm yeah. saying when you came to them and said, Hey, I really did this. What like, did they it say? It didn't matter. I, like I'd have to redocket it and just go to court and try to plead my case or I could just pay the fine, and get it over with. So Grace was like, just pay the fine, and get it over with. I was like, okay, that's All much right. easier. <laughs> yeah. So then try to deal with this and Damn. you know, that so sucks, just, I, I just walked in there. It took me five minutes. I paid the fine and walked out and that was it. <laughs> Do you know that like did the a cop like wake up in the morning with his folders? <laughs> Probably. He turns on his computer, <laughs> no, I, um, puts in your info. I, like, walk, I walked down to the gas station the other day and saw him and he waved at me. So oh, good. <laughs> but I carry I carry the thing that says it's resolved in my pocket just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I could see him just just slurping coffee like click 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 pretty mm. Mm. good boy <laughs> i made it sexual i don't know why <laughs> and then two days later i got covid God. which i can i am convinced the cop gave me because he's oh. the only person i interacted with with the uh in the week beforehand other than my family fuck yeah oh man yeah we shook hands he's like you know be safe he's gonna get this resolved whatever and we shook hands and then two days later i get sick with covid Damn. But here's the the thing that pisses me off. I was sick for a day. <laughs> and I had to sit in the basement for four more days after that. 
by myself bored i thought that you would have the time of your life because when i had covid i had a great time no but by the by two like i i started isolating on saturday i woke up friday night feeling you know weird it's never been anything and this is the one time after almost four years it finally got me and i was like fuck (laughs) i mean he had a great run he had a great run that's like olympic level dodging Yeah. yeah well I went to the doctor. They couldn't get the line to show up on the test, but the doctor was like, well, your heart rate is really elevated and you have mm. a fever. So that's signs of COVID. Uh, so like that's a your, signs of most things. Well, it's not a sign of like flu, which I also tested negative for. So oh, like, okay. and they gave me the medicine for COVID. And so I was fine after a day. I don't even think I had any medicine. I just, yeah, I don't, there might not have been the medicine at the time at the time, no, but yeah. also the medicine, um, it's for people with like um, that might have um, an exacerbating condition. Like I used to have diabetes. Oh, okay. It's in remission though, so they they gave that to me just because just I case. still take the medicine for it to keep it in remission. Whatever. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, and so I was. Tr- we had we were like, okay, let's cancel Wednesday. Let's move it to Saturday. And I right. texted you. I was like, well, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's been real, way too long it has but been I'm definitely way too long glad yeah. to be back I've seen your beautiful face in three weeks oh, see that hair <laughs> good <laughs> lord i'm so jealous um oh it was funny i had to um when i met charlie cox at the convention yeah uh, i told him the story about the guinness world record video mm-hmm. and stuff and he was like oh let's check it out and stuff i'm like oh that's cool and like he was like well where's daredevil and i lifted my shirt and he goes oh that's the biggest one. I'm like, well, yeah, he's my favorite. Oh. <laughs> I think I well actually Charlie Cox <laughs> accidentally while I was fanboying out. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking walk away. Fucking loser. <laughs> like when I met um, uh, Joe Pesci. <laughs> did, he, did he really mean he liked my shirt or was he making fun of me i never know <laughs> no one will ever know <laughs> what is this piece of shit of course he's forgotten that that was 14 years ago oh, of yeah. course he's forgotten it right you know <laughs> but see you met it's louisville still, kentucky it haunts your dreams <laughs> hey nice shirt <laughs> was that a re- was that about right yeah that's about right yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so what have you been watching? <sighs> Fuck. Um, me and Nat are in... Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. Nat, today, mm-hmm. three hours ago, had surgery yeah, she did. Yeah. on her wrist. Yeah. I am taking care of the little brave toaster. Yeah. And want to wish her very... The second time in like good two recovery. months. Yeah. She's had surgery on, on a wrist. Yeah, she... Yeah. On the... I don't even remember how long. It's just been forever. Mm-hmm. But... um. She had surgery on her right arm in three places, one being carpal tunnel. Yeah. And now today she just got done with just the carpal tunnel on the mm-hmm. left. Cause that was the only thing that was wrong with there. So she's recovering. She did great. Yeah. And so great. She's going to be posted up for a bit. Yeah. And she gets to hear podcasts like this one. Yes, she does. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, Grace was in the hospital. I think we talked about that last time. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah. She we got, might, this is going to be a two parter. She got out and she got a clean bill of health. They were just like, it was this, you had a viral infection. Right. That may, that caused some swelling on your spine. It's so scary when it's yeah. just like, hey, it could be these 15 things, yeah. but the top two are like the worst things you yeah, can get. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. Like, this could be a life-altering thing for us. Uh, but uh, she Or a minor has, inconvenience. It, yeah. Minor, well, it's not just been a minor inconvenience because she still has some pain from it, and they right. said they'll take months to go away. Yeah. So... Um, so, But yeah, she's she's almost fully recovered other than, other than that lingering pain. Right. Which, Which is tolerable, I think, for yeah. yeah. But hey, 
Troopers. Yeah. 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 And they're handsome fellas. <laughs> we are. Who sit here and talk about how lucky we are to have them <laughs> yes. in our lives. You know what we're uh, lucky for? What else? Our fans. Yes. We got well, a really, really nice fan letter from a, from a fan. Like, yes. Uh, that's who sends fan letters. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we just want to give a shout out to Justin. Yeah. Appreciate the kind words. Congratulations on engagement and all that. Yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah. And uh, uh, I feel like he may have been kind of like prodding us to get back in the studio. <laughs> I forgot how long it's been. Yeah, it's been it's been over a month. I so think. much has happened. Yeah, so much has happened. Um, let's see. What, what did I watch? Uh, oh, God. Godzilla minus one. <sighs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, movie of the year. One of my top movies. Of the it's year, my movie absolutely. of the year. So, okay, let's get back. Let's get into that real quick, or we'll get into that in a second. Yeah, um, Godzilla was an amazing film. Not what I expected at all. Right. Uh, it's not. Uh, yeah, like I said, not what I expected, but what I wanted and had no idea I wanted. I what I needed and had no idea I needed. You wrote a review um, and put it out there on social media, yeah. and I think I sent you a message after I read it. I yeah. was like, I literally could, can't explain it better than that. Yeah, like that is you perfectly nailed how good the movie is. Yeah, and I and it's it's weird. I'm sensing like a kaiju revival. Yes, in a way, like because so much is like it was such a surprise hit. Yes, in America. Yeah, yeah. and they're re-releasing it next month good. in black and white. Oh, really? Yeah. So, it, so it'll look like the '54 film. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's called it's called Godzilla minus one minus color. That's cool. Yeah. We got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's coming out in Japan in January. I'm not sure when or if it'll be released here, but oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it at least has to be on the Blu-ray. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Oh yeah. Regardless of yeah. whether it's in the theater or we get it when when it comes out, we definitely have a movie night for sure. Godzilla is in the movie. But it is not about Godzilla. And also, it never is supposed to be about Godzilla. Yeah. That's the whole yeah. point of the first guy. It's, right. It definitely, in my opinion, Godzilla Returns, 84, yeah. is close. Mm-hmm. Those three, minus one, the original, minus one, and Godzilla Returns. Are, Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla yeah. is really about the their failure to adequately a bureaucracy, the bureaucracy and the inability to handle uh, adequately uh, Fukushima. Yeah, I could see that. I think it was a little slightly a little flashier. Maybe it's because it's a modern day. Yeah, maybe that's just yeah. my misconception yeah. of it. But um, I, yeah, I would say those four. Those yeah. four are the ones that like get it right. Mm-hmm. There are other ones that are fun. Yeah, because everyone likes to see hey, big but, things go know, boom. I think we had a conversation about this too that. It's going to be very difficult now to watch the American versions of it. Fuck them. <laughs> Although, s- I will say the Monarch TV series is phenomenal. I'm sure it is. Yeah. I don't yeah. have... Is that on Apple TV? On Apple TV. Yeah, I yeah. don't have Apple TV. Yeah. But um, Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell playing the same role 50 years apart. I love it. Yeah. This is, I, I give them props, but I agree. It's I'll probably watch American Godzilla movies, but... Not with the same. It's a different passion. creature. It's a different. It's, and by that I mean like it's a whole different type. Of it's not movie. made for us. Yeah, it's made for you know. Because what's funny is uh, Natalie Sun Dylan, like he he loves him, mm-hmm. and I'm like that's awesome. Yeah, you're getting your kaiju memories because yeah. you know you're appreciating mm-hmm. for what it is. I just feel like hey, it's just not for me. Yeah, but luckily we have Toho. <laughs> they you know are planning a minus one part two. That's interesting. Whether well, I kind of happen or not. But I don't think I don't think you necessarily need a two. 
You told the story you need to tell with this one. But do you want that Godzilla to fight another kaiju? No. Would that take you out of it? That would take me out of it, because that wasn't the point. Mm, that's interesting, yeah. Because it it's a human story. It's a human story. If there was more than one kaiju, it would be a kaiju story. It, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's God, it would take away from Godzilla being this moving that you know living natural disaster. But they also could explore post-war Japan yeah. even further, even further. You're, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, getting into the fifties and the sixties. Yeah, maybe yeah. I don't know. Just think shooting uh, yeah. like, like I'm going to be a co-writer. <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla um, minus me. <laughs> Thirty coins came and went with a wet, weird, very weird fart. <laughs> If I could describe <laughs> season one of 30 coins, it's... Yeah. If I could explain season two, it's... Yeah, I don't... <laughs> just... It, it, it got harder and harder to defend as the season went on. It's like, the cringiest horror I've, well, I've know, seen in a long that's time. because he, he... I read an interview with the director, and he said this season was not a horror story. It's an adventure story. Oh, yeah. Which I get. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but it just... It was, it was, I think, and we talked about this last time, um, how everything in the first season, even though it was weird, it threw a lot of stuff at you. It felt cohesive. The pacing was different. This did not feel cohesive. Right. Yeah. Although I do appreciate them giving a character an arc through the entire season. Sorry, this is going to be a spoiler. So close your ears for a second or skip ahead for 30 seconds. Uh, them giving a character an arc for the entire season, then killing him instantly at the beginning of the last episode. Just, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> it was I awesome. I hate uh, it. I came out of my seat laughing. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was like, that is fantastic. That is so fucking awesome. I hated it. <laughs> I get why it's funny, but I just, I just get invested, man. Unceremoniously. <laughs> Just done. <laughs> Just done. Meaningless. Absolutely All the meaningless. scenes of his, You're going to blurb all this out. <laughs> all the scenes of his him crying. And the scene where he had to pretend yeah. to not talk in front of his wife who's yeah. yelling at him. Yeah. Just for nothing for nothing just for a nothing. quick that reminds me of uh, it pisses me off the more we're talking about <laughs> did, did you ever watch the terminator tv series no it came on in the mid late 2000s honestly i'm terminator one and two and that's it it's it's good it's worthy really it's really worthy yeah and it has uh your girl in it uh cersei oh she's yeah. sarah connor oh okay yeah. that's cool um judge red yes um that uh she uh She's Sarah Connor, and Brian Austin Green is Kyle Reese's brother. Okay. And he's a main character throughout the series, right? And then halfway through the second season, he turns around the, he turns around the corner during an episode. No, yeah. Nothing climatic or anything. He just comes around the corner. There's a Terminator. Shoots him in the head. Steps over him. Goes on. with it. The Terminator just moves on. That's it. No, no big climatic fight. Just boom. He's dead. Done. <laughs> and I was like, I like that a lot because that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of the... Um rain wilson movie what's it called super yes yeah yeah well like the sidekick yeah like i'm yeah. gonna be your sidekick <laughs> gone <laughs> gone <laughs> damn but anyway yeah so it was they threw out a lot of stuff and right. it just it didn't it was just it got wackier and wackier and wackier i appreciate it for its absurdity but i fell in love with 30 coins because of the tight pacing yeah in horror themes yeah so i as much i, I mean season three is going to come out i definitely want to see the ending of the story yeah, yeah. it's just this particular this style of season wasn't it, for me i what they were talking about 
and where they took it was not what I expected. And I was kind of disappointed. Now, I hate people who, when they review movies or TV shows, they review it as they don't review what they got. They review what they wanted. And they review okay. like the better idea they had in their head for it. So like, like they'll be be like, oh well, this Star Wars movie didn't fit my expectations for what I think the story should be. Therefore, yeah. I hate it. In my opinion, the creators yeah. do not owe yeah yeah, yeah. someone's uh, you know it doesn't need to apologize for someone else's expectations yeah, exactly. of their project. Um, and as you see that a lot in nerd media. People will hate something because it doesn't it didn't the story wasn't what they wanted the story to be. It was right. else. Uh, but it was not what I expected. And I was like, this is just goofy as shit. <laughs> yeah, which is cool in which its own cool. way. I mean, but it's there just, were so many times like, how does this work? <laughs> none of it works. So, uh, the anti-pope from last season, yeah. Father Vergara, this is no, more, more spoilers, sorry, uh, they fly on a plane to Rome. Yeah. Right? They're dead. They're zombies, basically. Thinking yes. zombies who have control of their facilities, right? And they get to Rome, and there are these cops or soldiers, I don't know who they are, they get in a fight with them, and they're just massacre, massacring these cops. Like at the airport. At the airport. Yeah. Just massacring them, right? Because they can't be killed. 20 plus dead. More than that, probably. Yeah. Right. Unlimited ammo in their handguns, by yes. the way. Well, I, they show him he's just picking up their guns. Right. As as he kills them. They they do something, right? The very next scene is them on a plane again on the same airline. They just let them on board. They just let them on board at this airport, apparently. Yeah. And literally everyone around them was like, these guys stink. Like yeah. corpses. Yeah. And they just get on, <laughs> they're on the plane. Again. <laughs> just go, bounce. Which is funny that you bring up the point about the main, that when the character that mm-hmm. dies like a wet yeah. fart, didn't, he did that in Day of the Beast. Yes. Yeah. When, when it was revealed that um, basically it's a story of a priest that is hunting down the the antichrist yeah on on christmas eve on christmas eve and he gets and he finally finds him and it's a child who's homeless and has been killed by muggers right that's yeah. it yeah like he's like basically humanity killed him yeah yeah so you know <laughs> it, it's kind of heavy but also it's that thing where like yeah. you watch this movie trying to yeah. get to a suspenseful ending and, and it's just it's pulled out from under you right right it, it works in some instances yeah. and sometimes it doesn't but yeah he was he, but he was throwing a lot of ideas out there that um that you don't see a lot in like horror media um stuff like ancient aliens yeah which I, you, they touch on like um uh aliens is he the tinfoil hat of the horror community i don't know i think he's just tapping into stuff he has he has these interests and so he's tapping into them right um but like the whole idea of um oh there was a a catastrophe and there is a select few that are going to reshape the world in their image that comes from god this book in the 1960s called morning of the magicians yeah uh which was like the very first book to kind of speculate about ancient astronauts Oh. And then there's been this guy, Graham Hancock, who's run with it. Um, that just that idea that there's a series of catastrophes in the world and there are people who rebuild the world afterwards. And that's right. what the plot of this was this season. Basically, that's what yeah. these rich people are going to do. Uh, there's a really good book about this stuff called uh, The Cult of the Alien Gods by Jason Cavalito. Um, and he basically ties it to H.P. Lovecraft. That oh, okay. They're all they're all all these people like Hancock and the people who wrote morning magicians. I can't remember who they were. They were basically cribbing from HP Lovecraft. Oh, okay. And they said, well, they know this is actually real. It's not, you know, a story. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. 
So that, I was surprised. I figured because you knew more of the references. Yeah. Oh yeah. That you like would like it more than I did. But I feel like After we're both while, in the like, same eh. boat. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So. But I mean, I, I, it was fun. Yeah. It was a fun watch. I'm trying to think of. We're watching the Silent Night, Deadly Night mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. I've never seen three, four, and five, <laughs> and we just finished watching two. <laughs> so I am raring to go. Three is I you know I don't remember three. I think it's because two is so sticks out so much in my mind. It's that so I forget about the others. crazy four. However, four is by Brian Yunza and does not is not connected to the others right whatsoever. It is this very gooey, very sleazy, <laughs> uh, kind of Lovecraftian movie. Right starring on Clint Howard. Fair yeah. Fair enough. As a kind of rapey homeless man. Oh, yeah. Damn. <laughs> Boo. Yeah, yeah. He, um, he, uh, Brian Yunza did like his producer on the Reanimator series. Yeah. He did. He did uh, Beyond Reanimator, which is the one set in the prison. <laughs> yeah. That has the dick fight at the end. <laughs> has the fight between a rat and a disembodied penis at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, a kung fu fight. By yeah, the way. that's true. Uh, he also did this movie in the late '90s called uh, Progeny, oh, which heard no one knows about. No one knows about. Uh, but I think you might be able to find it on like, YouTube. Oh. Right? It has Arnold Voslo, the guy who played the Mummy. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Brian Dourif. Oh yeah, that, you know, uh, that's that's him. Uh, Worm tongue. Uh, Brad Dourif. D- Brad Dourif. Yeah. Yeah. Brian. Um, um and um, um, the diabetes guy. What is his name? Wilford. Wilford Brimley. Yes. <laughs> I, I like is, how you kind of leaned in. You're like, who's the diabetes guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's um, it's an alien abduction movie. Oh, cool. That is just gooey and sleazy as fuck. <laughs> it is amazing. And that's Silent Night, Deadly Night. No, no, no. no that, I'm sorry. That, that's Progeny. Pro. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean. Do they not have anything to do with Christmas? Uh, like no, the they're one? all set on Christmas. Oh, they're okay. all set around Christmas. But I heard that there was one that wasn't related to Christmas. But I mean, really, the second one isn't. No, really, no. Other than he's in a suit. Yeah. But well, he, no, Garbage Day happens on <laughs> Christmas. Apparently, who takes their trash out on Christmas? <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Garbage Day. Garbage Day. Which is funny because uh, my kids have sent me that GIF without yeah. having any idea what it's from. <laughs> I think it's just, it's just leaked into the culture within the past five years for some reason. That's funny. Yeah. Like it, that's a S tier horror moment. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, and uh, Nat, uh, I don't think she ever saw the umbrella kill before. Oh yeah. And I knew it was coming. Yeah. And she was like, Whoa. <laughs> was like, yeah, it's pretty great. Superhuman strength. Apparently. Did you all watch uh, the brain Friday on uh, Joe Bob? Uh, we didn't watch the first act cause we were late. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it was it was all right. Yeah, the pacing was a little weird. It got a little slow at times. But when the monster showed up, it was great. Yeah. It's weird because it's basically they live. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. What was the second movie? I'm trying to remember. Uh, Ginger Dead Man. Oh, fuck. I was like, no, yeah. I'm, I'm done. I I barely. No, I think I did turn it off because I've already seen it before. Um, Charles Band got married over the weekend. Yeah, to the act from the main actress from Ginger Dead Man. Yes. Um, and I was like, man, she looks awfully young. So yeah. she's 41. How old is he? 71. <laughs> but good for them. Good for them. Good for Congratulations. them. Congratulations. You know, even though he is the president of Full Moon Entertainment, <laughs> he's worth some money. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. And Joe Bob was their um, officiant. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's cool. Yeah. That's just cool. Yeah. It was a super fun episode. 
Speaking of episodes, yeah, well should we actually do the intro yeah, to the show? Yeah, maybe we should, because we've been kind of Shooting shit. avoiding getting there, because uh, we did all of our work for this a month ago. Right. <laughs> and I think we've forgotten what we wanted to say about I it. I hope that I can read my handwriting. You know what I did not do? I did not do an intro for the show. That's what I was saying. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, hello, boils, ghouls, and non-binary fiends. This is the Crypt Keepers. I'm one of the hosts, Spooky Bruce. Joining me, as always, is a man who will let you smell his finger and guess where it's been, Horror Ryan. <laughs> I like that. Thanks. That's a good one. <laughs> this is the Crypt Keepers, a show where we analyze episodes of the horror anthology series Tales from the Crypt. And the EC comics that inspired them. This week, we're finally taking a look at episode one of season five, The Death of Some Salesman, based on the story from Haunt of Fear number 15. Now, you know, it's funny. Um, I always thought it was Death of Some Salesman. Like, guys, it's just, just some salesman. Yeah. I didn't realize for three years that this was the death of some salesmen. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> and it makes sense now. It does make sense. It makes a lot more sense. <laughs> It is true. This is, until otherwise noted, my favorite episode. Of yeah, I, I think this is up there with um, what's cooking for me. Yeah. Yeah. And it all has to do with one incredible man. <laughs> Tim Curry. <laughs> Tim Curry. Uh, so you want to get into it? Let's you do might it. as well because it's been uh, 35 minutes. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love it. Welcome back, man. Welcome back. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Let me find my notes. Um, okay. So this is death of some salesman episode one of season five written and directed by Gilbert Adler starring Ed Begley jr. And Tim Curry. Judd Campbell is a con artist who scams widows, convincing them their recently deceased husbands put down a, a payment on burial plots and death insurance. When Judd misreads the address of one of his targets, it leads him to meet Ma and Paul Brackett. Never one to let an opportunity go to waste, Judd tries to scam them as well. But Paul Brackett hates salesmen, determined to kill every single one he meets. Ma instead wants to turn over Judd to Winona, their monstrous daughter. Winona forces herself on Judd under threat of death. Though this that happens. Ugh, yeah, we'll <laughs> it's get gross. there. It's it's comically gross, but <laughs> yeah. Judd professes his love for Winona, asking her to marry him in hopes he can escape and still her hefty dowry. But as you can already guess from the title, Judd is just digging his own grave. Dun, dun, dun. dun. <laughs> That's great. So first, like uh, we have Gilbert Adler as the writer and director. We've talked about him a lot. Uh, he previously did What's Cooking. Yep, yeah. that's a good one. And this is his. Uh, this this is the fifth of eleven episodes he's written. That's all. Awesome. He only directed two, and those were, uh, I think he did what's cooking and this episode. Great writer. Yeah, great, great writer. Love his work. Uh, then we have Ed Begley Jr. as Judd Campbell. This dude, three hundred and forty-one credits to his name. I can't name something he's in. Yeah, you pr you probably can. Well, I, I don't. I'm saying I don't remember oh, him. Don't remember. I, I've seen his face before, but I can't name a movie that he's been in. Um. Uh, he he got a start on shows like three uh, my three sons uh, the computer wore tennis shoes which I think was uh, um, Kurt Russell start oh okay yeah um, the lottery mod love American style happy days Battlestar Galactica oh the original, the original one That's yeah cool. and cat people uh, oh, okay. which I have a weird relationship with <laughs> what okay because Annette O'Toole's in it okay and she played Ma Kent on Smallville okay but she's naked in this movie. So it's like it's weird. It's weird for me seeing Superman's mom nude. Yes, <laughs> yes. A kink is born. 
Uh, but his breakout role was as Dr. Ehrlich on the TV show St. Elsewhere, which, oh, as okay. we know, connects to every single TV show in the world. That's correct. Or at least the, the Americas. Uh, he's also uh, he's in that repertoire of actors that's in like this is Spinal Tap, A Mighty Wind, Best in Show. He's right. in all those movies. Oh, okay. Um, Transylvania 6, 5,000. Uh, he was a voice on Batman the Animated Series. Project Elf. <laughs> Alf. I always say Elf. Project Elf. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Project Elf. Uh, Batman Beyond. He was in the episode of The Office. He was on regular show, Arrested Development, Better Call Saul. And recently, he's been on Young Sheldon. But one of the movies I remember him being in was a movie called She-Devil. Okay. She-Devil had Meryl Streep and Roseanne Barr. It was Roseanne Barr's kind of, you know, when an actor gets big from a sitcom, they want to give them a movie immediately. This right. was her, this was that movie for her. Okay, and um, she she plays a housewife that is you know constantly wearing like a muumuu around the house. She's married to Ed Bakley Jr. At some party, she they they meet Meryl Streep's character, who's a romance writer. Okay, then Ed Bakley Jr. and and Meryl Streep start having an affair. Oh, behind shit. her back and she he she divorced he, he divorces roseanne barr and so roseanne barr like tries to like clean herself up make herself more presentable yeah while simultaneously destroying their lives <laughs> right it's a comedy yeah right and i had this friend back in grade school middle school this movie was constantly on at his house what? He was constantly watching this movie. Interesting. And then I realized as I was writing this, it's because that character, Roseanne's bar character is just like his mom was. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm going to say this and Chris Cochran is going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Because he's from this dude too. <laughs> Shout out to Chris. That's um, amazing. Then we have uh, Tim Curry as Paul Brackett. Legend. Uh, legend. Rocky Horror Pictures. I mean, once again, this is one of those guys, if 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 you don't know who this is, why are you here? Right. Right. But in case you don't need, don't know and need to know, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, uh, Annie, legend. He was yep. darkness and legend. The worst witch. Uh, this underrated comedy that no one knows about called Pass the Ammo, where he plays a televangelist. <laughs> no, I've yeah. never heard of it. Uh, the Hunt for October, It. Yep. If you Eddie don't know Weiss. It or Rocky Horror Picture Show, I can't help you. Uh, the Clue. Bat- Batman the animated series, Home Alone 2, The Shadow, Muppet Treasure Island. Really? Once again, you add that in. Yes. He's uh he's Long John Silver. Oh. Yeah. I I, I'm so yeah. like behind on Muppet stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is a, this is like back in the nineties. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's one of the classics. I'm not familiar. Yeah. I love him in Clue. Um Gargoyle. Oh yeah, I didn't even write Clue on here. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's one yeah. of my favorite comedies. Uh Gargoyles, Batman Beyond, uh Ritual, which is the third Tales from the Crypt movie that no one knows about. Yeah. Uh, Garfield, a tale of two kitties. <laughs> Command and Conquer, Red Alert, where he has uh, Red Alert Three, where he has that great uh meme. Have you seen that going around? No. He's like he's a Russian. And he's like, I'm going to go the last place not corrupted by capitalism. Space. I <laughs> know. <laughs> and also, like Ed Begley Jr., regular show. Oh, cool. All right. Then we have Tim Curry as Ma Brackett. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He's been on Rocky Horror Picture Show, <laughs> Annie, Legend, The Worst Witch, Passing Ammo, Clue. Yes. It, uh, Batman Animated Series, Home Alone 2, The Shadow, Muppet Treasure Island. Check it out. If you don't know Tim Curry. Yeah, if you don't know Tim Curry. Uh, Batman Beyond, The Ritual, uh, uh, Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties, Command and Conquer Red Alert, which he gets that uh, great meme from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm going to last place that capitalism has not corrupted. Space. 
and a uh, regular show. And oh, then we nice. have Tim Curry as Winona. The daughter. The daughter, yes. He was in Rocky Horror Picture Show, Annie, Legend, uh, The Worst Witch, Pass the Ammo, Clue, uh, The Hunt for October, It, Batman, The Animated Series, Home Alone 2, The Shadow, shit, keep hitting my microphone, Muppet Treasure Island, check it out, Gargoyles, Batman Beyond, Ritual, the third Tales in the Crypt movie that no one no knows about. about, Garfield, The Tale of Two Kitties, Command and Conquer 3, Red Alert, where that great meme comes from, where he's what like, meme? I'm going to the last place capitalism has not corrupted, space! space. <laughs> and regular show <laughs> legend legend absolute legend uh, but there's one person that was not in the main like, cast credits oh i got their name down yvonne de carlo oh yeah yeah uh she is she's just in the blink and miss it scene yep kind of um but mrs um, jones yes mrs jones she's one of the first people that he tries to scam yep uh, she was in a ton of Western and Western and war movies throughout the forties and fifties. She was in 10 commandments. This, oh, I love this title. Satan's cheerleaders. <laughs> nice. Which I, I don't know what that is. I, is I he cheering like, them on? I give like, that's like a biker movie. <laughs> huh? Uh, American Gothic cellar dweller, which it was a great fun I've never seen movie. That. Yeah. I think you enjoy it. It has Jeffrey Combs in it. Oh, cool. Yeah. What is it's it? An artist's artist creation that comes to life and haunts a basement. Cellar dweller. Cellar dweller. No, no, like the basement. Cellar, like with a C. There you go. And but most famously, she was Lily Monster. Oh yeah. Yeah. Total babe. Yeah, total babe. Absolutely legend. So yeah, that's (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing. (laughs) This got to be like our Christmas extravaganza. It is our Christmas extravaganza. I think every episode is our Christmas extravaganza. Personally, just see. Yeah, I agree. Are we ready to get into this? We are ready. Let's fucking go, boys. Yeah. I'm excited. Dun, 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 dun. Let me see if I can get uh, get this all these notes. <laughs> if I sound bad, it's because this writing is from a month ago. <laughs> oh shoot! Once again, this is Death of Some Salesman, season five, episode one, and it aired October second, nineteen ninety three. The episode opens with the Home Chopping Network. And a long hair and ponytailed crypt keeper in a suit showing item number CK666, lol, a designer hanger, which retails for $99, and the home chopping network's price is $199, so it's more. (laughs) (laughs) And basically, a designer hanger is just a man hung on a noose. I have to get a tissue real quick. I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah, you're good. Go ahead, you can keep going. The next, it, the next item up for sale is a mascara collection and face cream. Lol. He said, or you can have tonight's tale about a cemetery plot salesman making a grave mistake. Oh. Ooh, look out. The episode opens with cemetery plot salesman Judd is getting on with a lady. Shot. I mean, they are going to town <laughs> they are going and i do want to point out in this lovemaking little like montage she's on top remember that for later yes <laughs> oh oh my gosh i didn't make the connection foreshadowing wow <laughs> uh yeah this is probably one of the more graphic sex scenes they've had yeah in the, on the show yeah for sure the boobs are bouncing yeah the next morning the she... naked hips are smashing together <laughs> making those macaroni noises <laughs> It's worse. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the next morning, she's laying in bed, and he opens up a briefcase and pulls out a newspaper and goes right to the obituary and circles 
a name that says Ed Jones. And he says out loud, Ed Jones, come on down. The woman wakes up and she says that she is done working at the coffee shop and she is going with him. Like they, he said last night, Jed says, well, there's been a change of plans. And the woman said, you lied to me. And Judd says, (laughs) wait, I got to be the one to say this shit, Bruce. (laughs) I'm enjoying it. Right. Judd says, no, you said you wanted to get out of this stinky little town and I sold you a way to do it for the night. Now it's morning and the warranty has expired. The woman says, you said you loved me. And Judd says, I did say I love you. And you dropped your little panties. That's called salesmanship. (laughs) That's going to be clipped. Like people are going to be like frying the piece of shit. (laughs) That's going to be my ringtone now. (laughs) (laughs) And so he leaves. And then later, Judd drives up to Ed Jones's house and he knocks on the door. And Mrs. Jones, Yvonne DiCarlo, uh, opens the door. He introduces himself and says that he's there to see Ed, but is shocked, quote unquote, to discover that Ed has passed away. He goes on to mention that Ed put a down payment on a plot last week for both of them as a surprise to her for $500, in, which includes a $10,000 insurance policy. But he'll go back to the office to cancel the deal as Ed is dead. And they can't uh, get the 250 down payment back. They'll get it. They just still owe $250. Mrs. Jones begins to plead and beg to pay the remaining $250 amount under the table so, they can, so she could still get the, quote, $10,000 insurance policy. And Judd says... But that'll be illegal. (laughs) Mrs. Jones says, who's to say when you got the $250? And he quote, unquote, unquote, reluctantly agrees. She gets the money. But this is really funny. It's really cute how she says this. She goes, I only have $185 in the whole world. (laughs) Sounds like an orphan from the 1800s. And he, once again, that don't worry, ma'am, I will, quote, find a way. She says, bless you, and hands him the cash. And then we get a long montage of people handing him cash and him driving away. Man, that kind of just, this character pissed me off, because he is robbing these people of such a minuscule amount that still means so much to them. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's it's just for like a pittance. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, absolutely a piece of shit. This is probably, this and that one episode with the, um... I think this guy's like in the piece of shit Hall of Fame and tells from the crypt. Yeah. Like think, this and the that, owner of the cemetery, not cemetery, but the, the, the funeral home. Fitting punishment. Pieces. We need a uh, like tells from the crypt piece of shit Hall of Fame. Yeah. Right. Fitting punishment is what we're looking oh, for. Yeah. The next house he goes to is the is the bracket house. Mob bracket opens the door and it's Tim Curry in makeup. Amazing <laughs> makeup. Uh, before and before J- Judd can say anything. She says, can I help you? And that is spot on. <laughs> that is spot on. Wow. Wow. Judd introduces himself and asks if this is the Comfrey residence. And she says, nobody here by that name. It appears that Judd missed, quote unquote, mistook Maple Street for Maple Drive. He starts to walk away, and but Ma opens the door further and says, young man, are you selling something? 
Judd smiles and he says, well, as a matter of fact, they go inside and Judd is discussing how Resting Hills um, Memorial Park wants people and loved ones to rest in peace before as well as after leaving the mortal plane. Before Judd can show the brochure to her, Ma says that she doesn't want Pa to miss any of this and yells for him. Pa arrives and Ma introduces him and says, he's a salesman. They shake hands and Ma goes on about the importance of salesmen in the world. And Pa says, and by the way, Pa is Tim Curry. Yes. And they film this perfectly to it makes sense. Yes. It's it's you this is my favorite you don't dude. really even notice that they are bouncing back and forth between these characters right yeah and it's the more I, i've seen this like four or five times like i said it's my favorite it's it's filmed so flawlessly that this guy can legitimately play these characters yeah, yeah. and pa says shut up let the man handle his business judd says this is my favorite line that judd says because after uh, Pa says, let him handle his business, Judd goes, I'll do that right away, sir. <laughs> <laughs> he says it so like sharply, I'll just do that. And he goes on his spill trying to sell them a plot of land at the, quote, Memorial Park plus $10,000 benefits package for $500 total for both of them. Pa says, 500 That's all? Judd looks around the living room and notices that there's a nice stereo and nice TV equipment around in which we actually do get an audible cha-ching sound effect. <laughs> I just want to make it known that we heard it. It was weird. It was out of place, <laughs> but we get it. <laughs> and he says, well, we actually do have an extended benefit package of $20,000. That'll cost $750 total. And Ma and Pa eagerly accept. And he says, I'll drop the paperwork. Pa grabs his smoking pipe and says, well, of course, we'll have to see it first. Judd is shook. Because <laughs> I don't know if y'all know yet. There's no cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> He's a con man. And Ma says, we like to see a thing work before we buy it. Judd suggests that he gets the payment now, then he'll be by tomorrow morning to pick them up and take them to Resting Hills. Pa agrees and goes downstairs to go get the money. And he says out loud, you take cash? And Judd says, actually, I prefer cash. Speeds, Speeds up the process. process. Yeah. It's perfect. Like, the, he's like, like, he totally feels like he's got this. Yeah. Like, it's in the bag. I'm, yeah. This is the biggest payday I'm ever going to have. Ma takes Judd in the kitchen for some coffee. He sips on it as Ma goes to help Pa in the basement. So he's in the kitchen alone. He notices that the coffee is cold. And then he walks over to a microwave. He opens it up to put the coffee in. And it is revealed that inside is a severed head. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. It's a severed head. Uh, wait, I'm, I'm thinking of another severed head they show in a minute. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. He screams and then uh, immediately like walks backwards in a frantic state and he hits a curtain and it pulls back to reveal another body with a face impaled with a vacuum cleaner tube. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. And I actually wrote, I don't know if you could see this. I did a diagram <laughs> <laughs> of what it looked like. That's so adorable. I can remember you put that on social media. Yeah, I totally will. <laughs> I drew a little face with a with the vacuum cleaner thing. You'll see it on the interwebs. 
Judd runs through the living room, but uh, the front door is locked from the inside, question mark. Pa, now with a baseball bat, and says, you're not going anywhere. Knocks him out. Judd awakes later, bruised and cuffed up, and he hears Ma and Pa arguing, but they don't know that he's awake. And Pa wants to kill him immediately, but Ma says it wouldn't be polite and says that she uh, would rather wake him up first and suggest that their daughter Winona should meet him first. Pa laughs it off. But Ma says that Judd is nice and maybe her and Judd can marry as only salesmen come around anymore. Pa's convinced that he will not want Winona. Pa, quote, wakes Judd up, smacking him up <laughs> upside the head, and he acts shocked, like, oh, oh what? And I then, would say the makeup effects on the bruise on his face yeah. are great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, the makeup job in this, I mean, for Tim Curry yeah. uh, characters uh, yeah. plus this. It was on point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think every, I mean, the only the only thing I would probably say is maybe the sound effects were a little weird, but other yeah. than that, <laughs> cinematography, the, the, they they put the sound effects in there like that just to add a layer of comedy to kind of take off the tension of this weird of a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. They definitely try. Well, a lot of people do that in movies where they make thieves look like almost comical. Yeah. But really like they're pieces of shit. Yeah. You yeah. know, softens the blow. But once he wakes, he is shocked to find that there's a gun pointed at his face. Judd promises not to tell the police about the two bodies in their kitchen who are both salesmen. Pa says, one sold us the microwave. Didn't work. The vacuum didn't work. Also, the color TV. That wasn't color till I fixed it. And Paul pulls the curtain from in front of the TV to reveal a dead salesman's body in the TV. <sighs> they laugh and he says, now that's a color TV. <laughs> so what's happening here is they have killed all these people and associated with the product they were selling a piece of shit con man yeah. has now just went head first into the texas chainsaw yes. massacre version yeah. but they only kill door-to-door salesmen. salesmen and they kill them in the manner befitting the product they were selling yes yeah amazing yeah judd asked to leave saying he won't tell anyone pa says why you're just a salesman just a thief tricking people out of their hard-earned money Ma tells Pa to calm down. Says, we ain't doing nothing until Winona sees him first. Ma and Pa leave. And shortly afterwards, Judd can hear a harmonica behind him. This is where it gets weird. This is where it gets even weirder. This is where I also have to say things (laughs) that are going to be interesting. (laughs) I want to hear you make the noises. Yes, you are. I don't know why I said it that way. (laughs) (laughs) It's not your weirdest boner. I want to to hear you make the noises, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Folgers in your hand. (laughs) You're the cop. I'm the guy on the other end. (laughs) Blink twice. He hears a harmonica and he says, is that you, Winona? It's a very nice name. That was my mother's name. How old are you? He's clearly trying to butter up because he knows if she likes me, I may yes. live. Yeah. This is the whole point. He's got to go. He has the Olympic level con. Yes. Right now. Yeah. And Winona says, old enough to know bullshit when I hear it. <laughs> uh, once again, 
spot on impersonation. I'm telling you, man, I've been ready. <laughs> <laughs> the camera switches between Renona's first person view and the third. Uh, and we get a, a view of Judd and Judd says, I don't know. I don't know you very well, but I can hear loneliness. I know that loneliness and it pecks at my heart. Winona says, you sure do talk pretty. <laughs> Judd says, let's talk face to face. Winona walks into Judd's view and he immediately goes, oh, <laughs> and winces. And he goes, uh, oh, you're beautiful. And it's Tim Curry in more makeup, disgusting teeth, a hunchback. I have. He a, looks like a melting candle. Yeah, yeah, it's like if Danny DeVito put wax over his body and yes. was a woman. Yes, yeah. It's just yeah. weird. Oh, that, he does look very waxy. Yeah. That character looks very it's waxy. It's just yeah. gross. Like, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and he says, oh, you're beautiful. And she says, last thing I am is beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, she literally does that every sentence. Yeah. <laughs> And he goes, is that perfume? She says, no, I ain't washed in weeks. <laughs> Judd says, it's so earthy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Judd confesses his love to her and asks her to, for, to have the cuffs removed. She takes him to her room, which she hates. And I hate the whole house. As she says Again, it. perfect. <laughs> she starts to undress him in order to, quote, feel his love. This is where it gets weird. Trigger warning. Yes. Yeah. Judd confesses it's a deeper kind of love than physical. <laughs> and Winona says, action is all I believe in. The body never lies. She lays him on the bed. And Winona says, let's see how much you love me. <laughs> he says, I swear, I love you. Isn't that enough? Renona lifts her dress and pulls off her yellow and brown stained panties. And Judd is horrified. <laughs> she, she says, you still love me now? <laughs> she rips off his boxers with one hand <laughs> mind you his pants are still around his ankles yes and she says show me you love me she looks at his crotch and looks disappointed i've been there and, so <laughs> <laughs> it says of course if you don't love me i'll have to give you back to paul he asks for her to wait as he is the best way I can describe it, powers himself up and makes weird faces while his, fa his face gets red and you hear a heart pumping noise that was in the soundtrack. So yes. he's literally using all of his might. He to is. Get he's trying to super saiyan his penis. Yes. <laughs> Come on, buddy. <laughs> get it up. <laughs> I don't know. That's never worked for me. That's right. <laughs> I usually fart. <laughs> and when Nona says, she looks down and she looks surprised. She goes, well, I'll be damned. I think you, you do, do love, love me. me. <sighs> Fuck. All right. She mounts him 
And I'm gonna just, dude. Okay, this is the creepiest thing. One of the creepiest things I've ever seen, because she mounts him. Yes. And the moment that you kind of see her, you don't see anything. All you right. do is see her face. Right. And so you you can tell that he is now in the cave. Yes. And she sort sits speak, down yes. slowly, but uh-huh. as she does it, she goes. <sighs> yeah. gross dude rolls her eyes back and starts bouncing up and down kind of like a potato down a hill and eventually she gets it and is impressed with his quote-unquote work he's still handcuffed by the way wait wait. what noise is she making while she's i blanked i blanked out probably if you want to see Tim Curry in this monstrous costume riding Ed Begley Jr. This <laughs> yeah. is your episode. If that's yeah. your that, that someone masturbated to that. Oh <laughs> damn. <laughs> and she's going, uh, eh, eh. <laughs> She promises. We should not be laughing about this. We really but... shouldn't. We really shouldn't. Uh, she promises that she won't let Pa hurt him and that she now loves him. She suggests that they get married and that he will get her dowry and they can run away together. Judd says, did you say dowry? And we get the cha-ching noise again. Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird sound effect after a man got raped. Yes. I'm just saying. Oh, he, he's moved on. He He's finding a way to... Um any means necessary. Yeah, to get through it. Right. She mentions the dowry is buried in the basement. It's from all the dead salesmen that they've killed. Maybe $50,000 total. And he goes, yes, let's get married. <laughs> <laughs> she is shocked. Uh, uh, stoked. I'm sorry. She is stoked. And she runs to tell Ma and Pa that she's getting hitched as Judd smiles. Later in the living room, a disgruntled Pa asks if they're serious. And Judd says, yes, I love your daughter. Where's a preacher? Winona, now in a white dress, says, Pa's a preacher. <laughs> Paul recites the wedding spill, and they both say that I do. Just before Judd can put on the ring, Winona asks for Judd's cuffs to be taken off. He initially obliges, Pa initially obliges, but then he refuses. Winona grabs Paul by the neck and they start to fight. Paul drops the gun and the cuff key onto the floor and Ma tries to break up the fight. It's filmed in such a good way yeah. that you can tell that like it is a fight between two people, but right. we all know it's all three characters or one dude. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't it it never looks like it's another person playing that character. It just looks like it's three Tim Curry's in a scene yeah. together. Yeah. It's it's so well done, and on I'm just gonna say it. If you can find this episode on yeah, YouTube, it or is whatever, on YouTube. Yes, it is worth watching. Yeah. If you're listening to this, you've either already watched it or you should watch it. Yeah. So, but when Nona tw- uh, twists Pa's neck and snaps it, and Ma says, "You killed him." They tussle, and Renona slams Ma's head on the floor, killing her. What she's got strength. Yeah. She's country strong. <laughs> Winona grabs the cuff keys and uncuffs Judd. Winona says, let's go get that dowry. Judd grabs the gun once she leaves and joins her downstairs. 
Winona points to the dirt spot in the middle of the basement where the money is. And Judd says, oh, by the way, I have a wedding present for you. Bam. Shoots her in the stomach. Winona grabs her chest and falls down dead. Judd says, ugly bitch. He grabs a shovel and he starts digging. Later, as he's been digging for quite a long time, he finally gets to a little box. He opens it up and it reveals to be a filled out form for the Resting Hills Memorial Park, but with his name on it. And from out of the hole, he hears, you find something down there, young man? And it's Ma and Pa. <gasps> They're all alive. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Pa says, he was right. That is a nice cemetery plot. And he starts to load a shotgun. Ma says, not much of a view, but he'll rest regardless. Winona, come pay your respects. And Winona wakes up and says, I hope I can get this fake blood out of my dress. All three stand over this new empty grave that Judd is standing in. Judd's, and this is an amazing shot. This is, the, I think this is one of the, if not the only time that all three yes. are facing the camera. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, it's, that's probably the the biggest trick that they had to do. Yeah, it doesn't look doesn't look like they inserted them. It looks the, like they're naturally all three there in camera. They're all fair. They're all far enough apart to where you can you don't see the split. Yeah, between them. Yeah, that are clearly you know him in three yeah. suits. This is the this is the uh, icing on top. Judd says, "You lied to me, all of you." Pa says, "That's not very nice." He points the gun at Judd's face. He says, it's called <laughs> salesmanship. <laughs> Bam. Boom. Because we fade to black. Ah, yes. So they, like the other salesman, they killed him in a manner befitting of what he was selling. Yes. Yeah. Cemetery plots. Mm-hmm. And so they good. conned him along the way like he's a conman. Yeah. Yeah. And I just like that they took the time to dig that grave. Yeah. For that. Yeah. Yeah. And they did such a good job filling it in that it didn't look like there was a grave there to begin right. with. Yeah. I mean, it, re- it, it, I mean, he took someone sexually under yeah. false pretenses and, and then someone did it to him. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it everything is a that total, happens to him. Yeah. Everything he does happens to him. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's definitely, it, it, at times it can be hard to watch because there are, there's fucked up things in there. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, it is a, the ending punchline. If you can get through the content, yeah. the ending punchline, I think, is amazing. Absolutely. And one of the best stories of like yeah. someone getting their comeuppance. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the episode, the Crypt Keeper uh, is at the old register as it reads, no sale. And he says, poor Judd, just another satisfied ghostomer. And now the new item on the Home Shopping Network is the Slash-O-Matic. He starts to he uses it to cut a carrot rapidly with it until he slices his finger and he goes, Oh and the episode ends. <laughs> kind of a weird I kind of feel like sometimes you don't need an outro. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if the episode were to just end with the bang, mm-hmm. I f- like we didn't yeah, need you, the, don't, you don't know. need that little final I don't know. I mean, I do yeah, love the outros. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It, it wouldn't be Tales from the Crypt without them. But I kind of feel like for this, like, 
you didn't need heavy it. of a story. You didn't need it. Yeah, no. didn't need it. No. But I mean, S tier episode. It's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is one of the best ones of the entire series. I think it's one of the, like, among fans in general. It's one of the most highly rated ones. You think so? Yeah. Cool. I mean, it's, Tim Curry carries it on his back, yeah. literally. Yeah. Not only is it a well-written story, I mean, the other "What's Cooking" was also another yeah. well-written story. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So I mean, we might have. I can't wait to see the rest of the episodes that he's written. You said he wrote 11. 11, yeah. Let's so, see. Uh, let's let's look him up real quick and see which ones we still have uh, to go. Gilbert Adler. Because, I mean, if they're all bangers, I mean. Let's see here. Let's see the ones he did. Ba, 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 ba. Well, he wrote Bordello of Blood. Oh, no, he might not have wrote which it. Which thing is? I've never seen it. Really? Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, let's see here. As a writer. Is this as bad as people say? I don't think so. Uh, I'm looking at the wrong thing here. We still have to do uh, all the movies. All the movies, yeah. We talked about a, a story. Yes, I think. Yeah, well, the Christmas one actually. We did the we did a Christmas one. Yeah, yeah. we compared yeah, it to the other funny, Christmas episodes. Um, I was with the Cochrans on Saturday night, right? Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, last weekend we hung out with our friends. We watched uh, uh, we watched this, we watched that, we watched uh, all through the house." I was like, "I've never heard of that." And they're like, "Yes, you have." I was like, "No, I've never seen that." And they're like the fuck are you talking about? I was like, yeah, I've never seen a movie called All Through the House. They're like, it's not a movie. It's that Tales from the Crypt episode, you dummy. <laughs> <laughs> the issue is that Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's awesome. That's classic. Um, let's see. He did Deadweight, uh, Yellow. Yellow? Yeah. Oh, Yellow. yeah. Okay. This Will Kill You. Yep. What's that's cooking? a good one. Uh, Death of Some Salesman. Two yeah. for the show. I don't think we've Whirlpool seen and You Murderer. Fatal Caper Escape and About Face. All right. Yeah. So. I mean, Yellow was one of our favorite episodes. Yeah, it Once again, is. another really heavy content. It is. Yeah. You know, it, it looks like he's got a style. Yeah, he definitely does. He yeah. definitely does. And I, I mean, uh, we're definitely not done with the run, but no. probably my favorite writer. Yeah. You know, with the content for sure. But yeah. We ready to get into the comic? Yes, we can get into the comic. Let's do um, it. This is Death of Some Salesman. From Haunt of Fear, number 15, written by Bill Gaines and Al Feldstein, art by Jack Davis, colors by Marie Severin. Stuart Thatcher is a traveling salesman. When his car stalls out on a rural road in the middle of a storm, he comes upon the home of elderly Eben and Henrietta. He hopes he can use the phone and get a cup of coffee. Instead, he finds a house of horrors. After, after they were scammed out of their savings by a salesman, Eben and Henrietta have tested every product pitched to them by using the product to kill the salesman. And Stuart is selling a meat slicer. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. I, the meat slicer they show is a, like some like weird contraption that doesn't look like it would work at all. Yeah. But also doesn't, doesn't look like it could kill a person. No. Like maybe take off a limb or a certain dangly body part more like an ouchie but yeah you know, that's, uh, it could slice off something that has that wheel meat slicer on there meat slicers terrify me yeah because i just know like it one yeah. wrong move and it's, yeah, it's curtains I, yeah i could never work in the meat department i would no yeah. definitely not and it, it, I, it's not even about the meat it's I about the slicers my, i cut my knuckles enough in like working in a produce department right yeah just i'm not even cut up fruit i couldn't imagine i'd do my hands <sighs> a, didn't i fuck my hand up helping you move i think yes you did what was yeah, it you messed up your arm Oh, I cut my arm yeah. on like a washer or something. Yeah. Yes, I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. The first time you met my parents. <laughs> yeah, we were like, oh, hey, what's going on? Ah, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, it's all with blood. I'm like, it's okay, it's all right. What about it? I, uh, I, I never washed the washing machine off. It's still got the blood there. 
Actually, no, I, no, we replaced it. So, so somewhere out there, somewhere out there, someone's using my blood. No, stain. I definitely no one's using that because it, it's dead. Oh, uh, yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, the arms of the angel. <laughs> Salute it. Um, <laughs> all right, this is uh, "Death of Some Salesman," uh, Haunt of Fear number fifteen from October nineteen fifty-two. The cryptkeeper is narrating, saying, "Not." I'm, this isn't like some story from some old hag. I'm from the old school. Str- uh, uh, straight gore. That's my lore. <laughs> Which is funny because that's the first time I'm like, is this the first time in human history someone used old school? Ooh, I don't like, know. Like, it's 1952. Yeah. That is old school. <laughs> yeah, that, that's when old school was old school. Yeah. Uh, I kind of felt like that was out of place, but I mean, I'm not from 1952. I guess old school has been around longer than I thought. Uh, oh my gosh, the earliest known use of the phrase old school is from the mid-1700s. Fuck! <laughs> there weren't even schools then! <laughs> the earliest uh, evidence for the old school is from 1749 in the writings of Tobias Smollett. <laughs> I stand corrected. Yeah. Damn. I thought old school was like 85 or something. Yeah, I did too. Wow. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing's new. Right. That's just, just to accept that. That nothing is new. That's fair. The crew keeper says, you are Stuart Thatcher, a traveling salesman going from town to town, mostly not getting sales. Stuart gets a rejection per usual, and he's on his way to a hotel and it starts to rain and his car gets stuck in the mud. He sees that there is a house, so he runs to it as soon as possible to get out of the rain. An old woman answers and letting him in. He says, hello, I'm Eben. 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 I I thought Eben. I don't know. E-B-A-N. Let us know how to pronounce that. Yeah. I've never heard of that as a name. It's a very old name. Really? Yeah. Oh, like short for Ebenezer or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think it might be like something like that or from that. Yeah. Oh, so he's like, hi, I'm Eben, uh, a salesman. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the, the, the father. Yeah. The the pa is Eben. And the old woman says, Eben, it's a salesman. A voice in the other room comes behind the curtain, uh, and says, I'll be right there, Henrietta. And Stuart asks to use a phone. The old man walks in and says, Nope, no phone. You're a salesman. eh?" And Stuart asks for coffee, and he says, no trouble at all. Stuart goes into the kitchen, and he notices all their fancy kitchenware. Henrietta says, we've had salesmen visit before. They show him their refrigerator that they saved up for, but it didn't work. Even says, that's why we vowed if any other salesman tried to sell us anything, we'd make sure it worked first. Stuart says, oh, that's very wise. Henrietta wants to show off the freezer, but they open it to reveal a salesman's corpse. Gasp! (laughs) And he really says, good lord! (laughs) Henrietta says, made sure it worked. Uh, We tried it out on him, and guess what? It worked. Then they show him a stove with a burnt corpse inside, and they say, the stove worked too, you see? And Stuart is shocked. Henrietta says, don't get any ideas. This here gun's loaded. And they show him a grandfather clock with a salesman's body uh, hanging feet first inside the glass panel. 
and then vacuums, which is just corpses tangled up with vacuum cords. Not as cool as the the episode or my my little doodle. <laughs> and then a TV with a charred face inside even says every time we turn it on he starts to smoke and then they take him to the basement they show him the clothes dryer and inside is a scorched and blistered body basically they're just like they got him by gunpoint walking yeah, around showing just, all the salesmen they've it's killed. just a house of horrors tour that's basically what this this comic is there's not much to it right and even says uh what's your product that you sell sell and Stewart says it's in the car Henrietta points the gun at Stuart as Eben goes to, to the car and he returns with a Mother Jackson's little housewife helper handy dandy meat slicer. And Stuart goes, <gasps> and that's the That's end. it. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. One, he never tried to sell him stuff. No. He literally, he was off duty. Yeah. Uh, I think that the, the message is lost. Yeah. In the comic. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, I understand that you're basically like kind of maybe making fun of capitalism, the, the shadiness of door-to-door salesman. Yeah. I understand that. But he didn't do anything wrong. Like, the, the the salesman in the episode is, within five minutes, you understand he's not a good person. Yeah. Yeah. This dude didn't do anything wrong. This guy, he yeah. he never swindled anyone. Yeah. He actually was a bad do- a salesman because it said that he kept getting losses. Yeah. So, yeah. like... It, they sh- the salesman in the episode was an amazing salesman. Uh-huh. He was a piece of shit person. This guy seemed seemed fine. Was no evidence that he was a bad person, but just a bad salesman. Yeah, that's it. And he gets and punished th- for being a bad salesman. He yeah, gets punished so, for his car breaking down or stalling in the mud or whatever. Yeah. It. So yeah. it's like I feel like it's this. Yeah, it's the same coat of paint, but there's that structure. Yeah. That you need to yeah. kind of justify things. Yeah. Is lost to me. So even though I think the episode's an S, I give this a B because the story is still there. Yeah. It just doesn't it's, have the same yeah, emotional it's just, punch. Okay. Yeah, it's just fine. Yeah. They they got a better story out of the episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. This was one where it's yeah. clearly lopsided. Yeah. In, in the side of uh, t- the TV episode. Oh, yeah, definitely. For sure. But honestly, that might be a trend with this writer. Yeah. You know? I mean, well, all what? the ones that we've seen that I, I think I remember that the episode was way better than yeah. the comic. I mean, they were putting out four or five books at a time. Right. All most, most of them written by Al Feldstein and Bill Gaines. And most of them was like just a, a gimmick. Yeah. And then they and, filled it out with words afterwards. Yeah. And this, this was that, this was, you know, you, ha- you have to fill uh, five stories and five issues a month. Right. You're going to have some that are just like, meh. Let me ask you, do you think it would be a good idea to remake Tales from the Crypt, mm-hmm. but with today's style? Uh, with today's humor with today's you know because i mean the 90s show we've already talked about it previously that you know it's injected sleaze yeah it's injected the 90s rock yeah gen x kind of thing um because essentially like what you were just saying these guys in the 50s they were in an office room tossing out ideas saying hey what if we had a story that a guy just killed salesmen aren't salesmen the worst yeah and then they they did it right but this this is a perfect example of someone doing that in the 50s but then in the 90s a writer takes this comic and goes i'm gonna make this fucking awesome right i don't man i don't it'd be interesting it'd be interesting i think it would get a lot of flack because it wouldn't be the same it could never be the same so people like oh this isn't the same well that's the thing is like i mean even though we both clearly love this show Uh uh-huh 
we love it for the for the context of the time it was in. Yes, it's very much a creature of the time it was in. I mean, you probably couldn't get away with so much sleaze and stuff on, like, yeah. especially like. I don't know if you'd want to, even. right? Yeah. And so it wouldn't hit the same. But I would be more open to not having those aspects and then injecting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, modern tropes. But yeah, it's all about grief. It wouldn't feel. It, you'd have to take it for what it is on its own. You cannot compare it to the 1990s, right? Uh, because inadvertently, it's always going to fail. Because nothing is as ever good as your nostalgia. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Cryptkeeper show at gmail.com yeah, and uh, Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. Yeah. Cryptkeepers pod. Let us know. Would you want tales from the crypt? These stories or a selection of them. Yeah. To be redone in a modern way, or do you just like it how they are mm-hmm. as as just the you creatures know, of their time take the comics don't try to recreate the show but adapt uh, yeah adapt the comics well i mean i think that people get a little testy with the word remake yes because that immediately has a negative connotation mm-hmm. i like adaptation yes that's the word yeah if something is to be remade mm-hmm. there's been remakes yeah. like a video game is a remake mm-hmm. if someone takes the original story because i mean um Think of like the fly what? or uh, the thing. There's been really great remakes that were modern they adaptations. Remakes, they were modern adaptations because they were both based on stories. Yeah, because yeah. the 80s was about gore and yeah. slashers yeah, yeah. And, and special effects. Yeah. So they basically took an original idea yeah. and made an adaptation. Yeah. So it would just be interesting to see. I would be down with it, but I think I would like it, but I think people would hate it because when you hear the words Tales from the Crypt, you you know what lane it is yes yeah so yeah. i think it would flop mm-hmm. but i would dig it because yeah. i dig this because mm-hmm. i think the episode that we just wa- talked about is a perfect example if you read the comic watch the episode you see the difference that an adaptation mm-hmm. can do with yeah. a good writer and it can do better than the source material yeah yeah because uh, it's yeah. the whole point doesn't i think people get too happen. wrapped up with remakes yeah it doesn't always happen but it can happen and this is a good example of yeah that. there's good examples bad examples and I, it, that, it's got weird like internet gatekeeping thing yeah like oh don't ever make don't remake this it's it's sacred you can still have your thing Yeah, you still have it it's still there it no will never go it. away yeah. and you know so but i mean i want that to happen i yeah. want someone to remake something and then strip every copy out of the of the old one out of the universe i think when remakes fail it's when they're trying too hard to remake the original yes yeah that yeah. in my opinion because like you said the blob mm-hmm. the fly i mean the thing the thing uh there's countless uh, man someone on twitter the other day pitched an idea for what would be an amazing tv series based on the blob oh really yeah Oh, that's cool. Just like, you know, a meteor crashes. The government's trying to find the meteor. It's crashed. Meanwhile, there's this creature that's just growing bigger and bigger. And throughout the episodes, it grows bigger and bigger. You know, the, you know, in the first episode, it's going to eat a squirrel. The yeah. second, that next episode, it can eat a child or a dog. And just <laughs> like that throughout the episode. And then, you know, culminate with it attacking a movie theater at, yep. the, at the end of the episode. Yep. Or the, at the end of the season. Yeah. Right. That's a good movie. Yeah, it's such a good movie. Good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the episode. Yeah, um, that's it. 
So yeah, that was a great one. That was, yeah. <laughs> that was killer. That was great. Um, we also, I mean, I don't know when this episode is going to air, but uh, probably it is the, very soon. the holiday season. It is the holiday season. So we want to wish everyone a very happy holiday. Yeah. Stay safe. Yeah. Stay warm. Tell those that they're close to you that you love them. Yeah. Bruce, I love you. I love you too, buddy. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. I got you a gift. I got you one too. Yeah, my man. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was coming. Was this our th- was this third? Third one in a row. Third annual it's just, Tales it's from the Crypt gift exchange. There's, there's a little thing in there for uh, Natalie too. Okay. Very little thing. You first. Oh, gosh. I feel, I'm so on the spot. My God. If this is the same thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It could be. It could be. Oh, that is fucking awesome. I didn't know this existed. Naked Theater and Uncensored Horror, a memoir by Stuart Gordon with a special tribute by Jeffrey Combs. That is awesome. I never knew this existed. Amazon, like, they had yes. the transparent packaging. Yes, actually, uh, Grace got something for Natalie with the same thing happened. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I saw yeah. it and I was like, ooh, I was really hoping you had, you didn't no, have it. I'd never even heard of that. That's amazing. Thank That's you. Sweet. Welcome. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. This is uh, there's something in there I intended to give you for your birthday too. Okay. Ooh. So that that one of those is for Natalie. That's a little stocking stuffer Grace made. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Maybe Natalie will see them. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's sick. Nick. I really wanted to make the star, but it just was not working. Oh, that's so cool. Bruce. <laughs> yes. Bruce got me or made. Yes. Made. made two Christmas ornaments of Mia Goth as Maxine and Pearl. Yes. The two best pictures of both characters. Yes. yes. Thank you. You're welcome. That's amazing. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, Natalie's asleep. I can't wait to show her. That's just, amazing. Just put them on your tree. Don't say anything. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And then the episode will I come was out? trying to make the star. Oh, yeah. yeah. It just was not it, working. No, no, no. Well. It's perfect. I yeah. love it. It's thank you. You're welcome. That's so that, cool. I, I meant to give that to you for your birthday, but it just hadn't Do seen I put sense. Pearl in the front, but I put, I mean, the, the Maxine one's a risque a little bit. Maybe. I, <laughs> I don't know. No, there's nothing. No, no. She's holding an axe. She's dressed in that picture. That's true. Yeah. Oh, that's so dope. Thanks, dude. <laughs> You're welcome. That's so cool. Uh, oh, book. Wow, I love book. books. Godzilla and Godzilla Raids Again. That was written by the dude who wrote the original what? scripts for Godzilla. No That's shit. The creator of Godzilla. Yeah, he wrote novelization in the 1950s. I never knew there was a novelization. Yeah, he wrote novelization in the 1950s, and it's just <sighs> been translated recently. Get fucked. No yeah. way, dude. Yeah. It just got... I think it just was recently, within the past few years, translated. Oh, man. That's yeah. cool. Thank you so You're much. Welcome. That's so cool. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Translation copyright 2023. Wow. Sick, dude. Yeah. I love it. I can't wait to read it. That's so cool. This is the best. Yeah. It's awesome. Hell yeah. Um, so, yeah. Like we said, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Uh, I so happy holidays. Happy Chrysler. Happy Chrysler. Yeah. Happy Crisis. Merry Ooh, Christmas. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I guess we can wrap it up. I guess we have uh, social media. Yeah, we have social media. You can find me at Mr. Spooky Bruce on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Horror Ryan. Yeah, and you can find the show there too at Crypt Keepers Pod. Crypt Keepers Pod. Yeah, on Instagram, <laughs> X, and just look up yeah. Crypt Keepers Podcast and on there, Facebook. And Crypt Keepers Show at the, the gmail.com. Gmail.com. Uh, if you like what you heard, leave a rating and review on the podcast app of your choice and share it with a friend. And as well, always, keep it spooky, Dookie. <laughs>
<laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays, everyone. Don't be a dick. Be a good person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm escaping to the one place that hasn't been corrupted by capitalism. Space. And as another special treat, yeah. now we're going to play my band's new song, the newest single from my band, Taken Lives, a uh, new album. It's on YouTube and our music video. It's called Anti-Life. Yeah, it's great. It's about Dark Side. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's, very, it's a very nerdy, hardcore yes. song. <laughs> so yeah, check it out. And if you want more, Taken Lives. Yeah. And find them on Spotify. Yep. Everywhere. Or wherever quality music app you can find. Right.